you can't go someone in real life. It would be very weird if I asked you a question and you just walked away. <laughs> right? No, absolutely. Or like we're on the phone and you hang up on me. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that texting has enabled us a little bit to, you know, hide behind that and not yeah. communicate directly because mm, right. there's the, oh, I didn't see it or oh, I forgot to reply. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. My name's Hannah, and I am not afraid to triple text your ass. And my name is Emily, and I will just never reply to your text. <laughs> and welcome to our podcast. So ding, 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 ding. That's our new alert system for our stalker update. Wow, I just... Woo, we, and you, we, we got a stalker update from the both of us. Honestly, I'm kind of glad we're going through this together. Like, we can, we can empathize, we can sympathize, we can relate, we can do all the things. Oh. Who else has this happened to? Like, I, I, who else has you know simultaneously both have stalkers? It's, like, what other what other duo? Name another duo. Name a better duo. True, but I think it's our fault because we did a stalking episode. <laughs> it did happen. It happened after. after. <laughs> like, it's this is karma. This is karma for us being stalkers. Like. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Oh my god! So, warning: if you listen to that episode, you may have a stalker. Yes. Who knows? Yeah. Oh my god! Wow. I know. Interesting. I know. I was gonna say, how the fuck am I getting blamed for this? <laughs> Not like truly blamed, just like you know. I was like, I am a victim here. Just the same. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's karmic. It's karmic. That's what it is. Gotcha. Yes, it, it is. Uh, it, well, tell us. Yours is truly. Yours is truly more terrifying, <laughs> though. I will say that. Mine is truly kind of concerning. <laughs> this like point. at least my dude just seems like you know that. Um, oh God, there's this dude on TikTok who does the best like reenaction of all this. We're like, you know that like cringy nice guy in high school who was always like where's my hug kind of dude mm -hmm. like that's what my stalker that's the energy my stalker gives i feel like yours may actually try to kidnap you <laughs> <laughs> well i had an anxiety dream about it um oh well okay so i saw him again and so i've been i was out of town for a week so my car wasn't at work, obviously. And mm -hmm. all my coworkers mm -hmm. were like, oh, we didn't see him. Like everything, you know, was fine. Come back Monday. Boom. There he is when I'm leaving at the corner. Luckily, I was with another person. Um, so everything was fine. But Monday night, I had a dream <laughs> that I was walking to my car and he stabbed me and I woke up in a panic. So oh my God. I am on full alert. Um uh, yesterday was Tuesday. Yeah. So my parents had like had my car. My dad was insistent on like cleaning it and washing it, vacuuming it because we took it to Florida and, um, he wanted to get all the sand out and all of that. So they came and got it and they came back and I pulled out and they kind of were just like lingering to kind of see. And apparently he was rushing 
to find me. I genuinely think he's harmless, but I think that it's making me feel uncomfortable and I don't like it. So, yeah, so, um, so yeah, you know, if Uh anything crazy happens, I'm calling the sheriff, so. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm, pepper spray. I have it, it's on my key ring. Taser, anything. (laughs) Well, the taser is on hold. You might taser, yeah. You might taser yourself. (laughs) I'm not trying to get, like, in trouble for, like, assaulting somebody, you know, so. You might end up tasing yourself at the end of the day. Like, let's be real. (laughs) So, so that one's on hold. The pepper spray is on my key ring, and I'm not afraid to use it, so. Have you used pepper spray before? No, but I have, like, in the air. Practice, I was say, practice, like, on a spy. You have in the air. Okay, just don't, like, randomly shoot pepper spray up into no, the air. I, like, no, I said I haven't practiced it. Okay. Try it, like, on a spider. Okay. Outside. <laughs> on the ground. I'm not even shitting you. When I was an undergrad, I, so, like, I was, like, coming home one night, and there's like, a bright-ass light right beside my door at my apartment complex, and there was literally the biggest spider on my door and so I was like I can't open my door until this thing's gone and I had no weapons on me except for pepper spray so I have pepper spray I love it I love it hey it got him off the door and then there was one time about the frog family the frog I, family I will remember never forget R.I.P. I will never I never pepper sprayed the frogs don't do not worry I just patiently waited until one moved off the door <laughs> yeah yeah didn't you used to have like a tennis racket that like zapped bugs or did I okay, yes I thought Yes, I always say that my apartment was the bug's personal hell because I just do not tolerate them. And that's one of the most important things I will say, like when you're dating somebody, one of the most important questions I ask guys is, do you kill spiders or do you like let them outside? It depends on the spider for me. <laughs> Granddaddy long legs. It doesn't for Grand, me. <laughs> Granddaddy long legs. I'll like put on a tissue and take it outside. We've discussed yes, this we and I do not understand it. I will never. Circling um, back to guys though. What what was going on with your stalking situation? Um, so it, it, I think this dude is sincerely harmless. He's just oblivious. Uh, and it, it's just, like I said, like the cringy, nice guy, like, where's my hug? Like, uh, it, it, it's just, it, it's unsettling a little bit. I'm just like, mm, like, uh, I don't like the vibes. And like, you seem like the kind of guy who's like, I hate me. He said he's had a girlfriend. That's how like much he was talking to me. That's a lot. That's <laughs> but, a lot. But like, I'm like, but also the same vibe. Like, I feel like you've never like had a, a girlfriend kind of vibe. Like, you know that Probably vibe? Probably not. Yeah. Like, you know that vibe you got from guys like in high school or like college that like never had a girlfriend and they were like so desperate to have mm-hmm. one kind of thing. And they're like, nice guys always finish last. Like, where's a fedora and calls you calls girls like milady shit like that. Ew. <laughs> It wouldn't fucking shock me. Uh, but I bet he has a fedora picture on his Facebook profile. He has no social media. And normally that's hot. But this time it was creepy. Need at least one. Like, they need at least a Facebook. Oh, homeboy, as soon as he got my number, added me on Snapchat. Like, that day. Red flag. I do not have... I, I do not use Snapchat. The only reason I have it is just so you can know where I am, my, my, my location. Uh, and because there's a lot of faith, there's a lot of Snapchat memories that I don't have storage to download onto my phone. So yeah. it's just on Snapchat. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. 
but that's literally the only reason I have Snapchat. I never fucking use it, so I need to delete the app. Anyways, so today's Wednesday where that we're recording this. He came into my work on Monday. Of course, 30 minutes after all my coworkers left and it was just me. Like I'm sitting at my computer, like doing paperwork and everything because I'm a manager and uh, I hear, because we had the, I had the, I had the door open and I hear some dude outside say, hold on one second. I'm going to pop in here for really quickly. And I look up and it's him. I'm like, oh, fuck, I see his five foot seven ass walk in there, bald spot shining like a fedora. <laughs> And he was just like, hey, I I just wanted to apologize. Like, I don't know if I came off like a certain way. And I was just like, um, you've been in my work like three times now. Of I course was like, you came off a certain way. I was way. like, no, 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 no. Um, and he was just like, I was just like, you know, he's like, I don't know like what the vibe is, but I would like to make it up with you. I don't want you thinking like of me like in any certain way. And mm-hmm. I was like, uh, yeah, no, I just have a boyfriend and I didn't really think this through before, um, agreeing to like anything. Um, not that I agreed to anything, but like not agreeing. And he was like, respect, like totally fine. I just want to let you know, like, this was the most honest conversation that I've had, um, with, oh, gosh, uh, with anybody, like in, with anybody, like in a long time. And it was just really refreshing. And the connection I thought we had was great. And I was like, I just said I had a boyfriend. I will call. Any of the men, and then I'm, I will call the actor. I'll call the actor's roommate. I'll call anybody, any male that I know nearby to come down and pretend to be my boyfriend for a hot second. Like, I, yeah. I do not care. Um, at that point, I, would have, I was ready to call uh, one of my other... Just call me. I was ready I'll to call... Pretend, like, we can be in a relationship if you need me to. You know, I it is what it is. I was ready to call the other <laughs> Hannah that we're friends with and be like, who's actually gay, and be like, hey, come be my girlfriend real quick, because our girlfriend lives across the street from where I work. <laughs> like, I was yep. ready. <laughs> yep, yep. And I was just like, he left. And, like, trust me, when I posted on my, my private story on Instagram, like, so many people were like, do I need to come save you? Like, are you okay? Because I was like, he was eating at the restaurant next door to my work. And, like, I felt, I didn't want him knowing what car I drove. So. Yeah, because that seems to be the <laughs> tipping point for me. So. So I, like, just hid. I closed the store because it was closing hours. And I just hid in the back until, like, I felt comfortable that he wasn't there. And, like, so many of my friends were texting me. They were like, do I need to come to, like, your work and, like, make sure you get out okay and everything like that? And I went to go double check and he had already left. I was like, no, like, it's good. Like, he's gone. So it's fine. But, yeah, I didn't want to have to make the same mistake you did and him know what car I drove. Well, it's not, like... To be fair, like the parking is weird uh, where I work. And also like if I went and got a new car, it would take him like a day to figure it out because he has a straight shot from his house to this to our uh, office. Yeah. So, oh, this I'm dude like, works oh up gosh. the street at a bed and breakfast from my work. So like he's always in the vicinity. Love that for you. At least you're not going to be here much longer. So like also, why <laughs> would you want to start a relationship with somebody who's who said she's going to move? I don't know. People are weird. Like, uh, it was just cringy, like, when we first, like, were talking, like, that day that we met kind of thing, and he was talking to me, and I remember we were talking about how, um, he was like, yeah, like, I really like to stay busy and everything like that, and I was just like, yeah, same, like, I have, like, you know, ADHD, like, I I gotta stay busy all the time, and he was like, um, 
He's like, I'm like super, like I'm a perfectionist. I'm like, yeah, me too. Like I'm really a perfectionist. Like I was being polite and everything because, but I, I just because I didn't know what to do. Like it was just awkward situation where I was at work, so I couldn't be a bitch. Right. Exactly. That's kind of how. Normally, I would have been, but there were clients and everything. I couldn't just be a bitch, even though like. My boss is my mother. <laughs> but, like, you wanted people to be, come I, back and blah, blah, blah and all of that. Yeah, I just didn't want to make a scene or whatever um, like I would at a bar. And, yeah, I, he was just like, you know, if you ever see, like, my apartment, and I don't mean that. He's like, God, that sounds like such a come on. I'm like, because it is. And I said that. I was like, because it is probably. Um, yeah. Like, I was just like, you, can you not read my vibe? Can no, you not read my vibe? Obviously not. That's yeah. like my vibe was tense. Like I wasn't relaxed. I wasn't loose. Yeah. Like you know, like how you are when like you're conversating with somebody that you have a particular interest in. I don't know. It was weird. But speaking of awkward conversations, I guess <laughs> Bachelorette recap update. What are we thinking so far? I'm into it. I. How are you am, feeling? I finally feel like I'm on board now. I am finally on board. I. What, like started the first episode and then I just said I'm just skipping it because I skipped the first I, episode myself. I don't yeah. care about the first night. I think it's the cringiest episode there is. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely on board. I love Greg. Which one I think is that's Greg? the one that she's like super into and said that she was falling for. Yeah, is he the cute one? <laughs> well, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> there's not many of them. But I'm gonna need that Thomas guy. Oh wait, no, he did go. That yeah, he did was go. Oh my god, fire! What she did. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I was mm-hmm. like, with all the guys, I was like, there's no way she's really gonna give him this rose, right? Like, there's no way she's gonna hand that to him. And then when she stepped back, I was like, yes, fire! Snaps for Katie. Snaps for Katie. Okay, so I know who Greg is, but I would say he is not my favorite. My personal favorite. What is his name? I'm trying to pull it up at the same time. Not the cat guy, right? It's Connor the cat guy. Yes. You, Connor B. <laughs> you like the cat guy? I said that. I thought he was the cutest one really? out of all of them. Oh, I don't. Yes. I don't think so. I think he's like, I just think he, I don't know. The cat thing's kind of weird for me. I think I like him. Um, and then who's the, um, who's the virgin dude? Yes, I like him. I can't remember his name. They all. I'm like looking at the cast list right now. I'm like they all. Look they all the kind of look exactly the same. Not gonna lie. Kyle is his name. Kyle. Mm, I don't think so. Brand is no. there a Brandon or something? I don't I really need to like. I don't remember. Brendan. Maybe. No. I don't know. No. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I was like looking to see if any of them had a cross necklace. Let's <laughs> see if that would help. I feel like there was somebody else that I like too, but I can't remember right now off the top of my head. Um, I don't like Carl. Carl's got my fucking nerves. I think he left. Did he leave? I think oh yeah, he left. Carl's gone. Yes, Carl's uh, gone. Thomas is yeah, gone. Yeah, cat dude. I'm going. I'm going hard for the cat dude, I man. Think I'm going that's hard hilarious. for him. That's hilarious. <laughs> I hate um, cats. Yeah, I'm rooting for the cat dude. Yeah, I because Greg Greg was the one that's father also passed away. Yes. And I really like he, him. He, he got the first impression mm-hmm. roads and the first yeah, one-on-one. I really like him. But I feel like he's got something's going to happen. Like something. Oh, something is totally going to happen because this is the craziest season ever. Bullshit. They oh, say that every I, single fucking like, time. I 
am so here for Tasha and Caitlin. I love them. Uh, they're I so love much fun. Them the Truth or Dare so date was so funny. I feel like they did one similar to that before on some season. Probably. But probably. Um, the ear was hilarious. The guy talking but about I, the 50 states, I was like, yes. boy, bye. Like, what are you doing? But I, I really liked the episode, not this past week, but the week before we didn't talk about it, where they did like the group circle therapy with Nick Vile. First off, I feel like I have a crush on Nick Vile now. You definitely and, like, do. Isn't he dating somebody or did I make that some up? Some beautiful Kay. woman, Kay. Um, some model. I don't really know. Uh, but I hated him as The Bachelor. Could not stand him. Thought he was awful. I was like, because he was like, not only was he, I think the runner up for Andy's season or Caitlyn's season mm-hmm. of The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. One of those seasons. And then he was on it again. And then he was on Bachelor in Paradise. And then he was The Bachelor. Homeboy was just not... I was like, we've given this man too... We've given this white man too many chances. He is vanilla boring. And now I've been listening to his podcast and I love his podcast so much. I think he has really good dating advice. Like solid dating advice. Um, for someone to fuck up The Bachelor so much, he's got some really he's good learned. advice. He's learned a lot. Yes. Yes. But what were you going to say? You, like, you were going to say something really exciting. You made me think about like someone who's been on the show, Blake, coming back. I love Blake. Oh, yeah. I have a special, eh. I have a special place for Blake. Eh. I think they might get along, though. I, no, I have no doubt about that. I just, I'm not like... Gung ho. Yeah, I think he's really cute. Over the moon. I think he's cute. Uh, yeah, that doesn't shock me that you think yeah. he's cute. That mm-hmm. doesn't shock me mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I know. That is yeah. that's your type mm-hmm. through and through. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at his Instagram. I was like, why do I always go for these these like outdoorsy like hardworking? Like he tough, looks like he get rough and tough, dirty kind of people. Like he looks like he would be in a brawny paper towel. App. Yeah, I'm here for it. Like that's that's your type. That is your type. <laughs> that and bald men. So, <laughs> so Mr. Clean and the brawny um, paper towel dude. That is your type, right there. Wait, that's actually hilarious. Cleaning supply mascot. I love to clean. That is your type. I love to clean. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have magic erasers, but I use Bounty, not Brawny. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, you get, probably should switch over, man. Probably uh, not. Probably not. I'm over here dating the men who are models for like fucking vans and Hot Topic. I was and gonna say yeah, like skater boys, like Urban Outfitter models. Like that's who I'm dating. Like people who have no drive in life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who could not build a home for me? Your men could either build a home or clean a home. Mine my are man, just my going man has to. Three D printer. He's building a three D p- printer behind me. So, so that's that. Meanwhile, my men will just live in the home that I buy for us because yep. that's what it's going to come down to. Yep. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> hey, no judgment. No judgment. Okay. None at all. None at all. <laughs> <laughs> what is your captivation though this week? Okay, so. You got me onto chai tea lattes because uh, I have never, I had never tried one. Low I will key, never forget. Low key thought it was coffee. Yes, there's an episode where you had this discovery, and I wish I knew what episode it was. And that is my favorite moment. Literally live recording this podcast. Hannah thought chai tea lattes had coffee in it or like already, espresso or something. I was and so, you were like, was, "I'm so proud." I was I'm like, like I'm "Bitch, so proud of you." That's the reason I'm drinking is because there's not coffee in it. And she was trying to fight me on it, and I was like, "Bitch." No, it's black tea and milk. 
So a dirty chai is what has coffee in it. Has espresso in it, yeah. No, so um, everyone talks about the Taza brand. Um, I just like randomly stumbled upon the skinny chai tea latte Tazo and I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy it. I got some almond milk and I have like a little bit of my caramel creamer made my own at home the other day. Okay. What what ratios were you using? Because anytime I try to make it at home, it's disgusting. And I was using like Tazo and I was using Oatly still could not make it properly. Okay. I did half the cup with Tazo um, half with almond milk and then just like a splash of my caramel creamer. I think creamer. I'm just going to stick to... And I think I put in one Splenda. I think I'm just going to stick to going to coffee shops and getting it. I mean, yeah. Because it's definitely I cannot better, mix it obviously. properly. And then on top yeah. of that. But it was really good. Yeah. It was really good. And it's like 45 per... It says like 45% fewer calories. Um, we love that. I've heard so, so many good things about great. the uh, Trader Joe's chai concentrate Ooh, i love trader joe's yeah, i'm sure it's really want. good but yeah i just i don't know i think i was watching watching like jc's uh youtube video and she had some chai tea like she was making her own and i was like you know what i'm just gonna yeah. do it i'm gonna try it if i don't like it i don't like it it's three dollars wasted whatever um but it was really good i'm probably gonna start making them at home um, so the good thing about milk alternate alternatives is that they don't go bad quickly and i love that i just like them because they're creamier and they don't make my stomach 100 percent, 100 percent. i've been obsessed with this is not my captivation but i've been obsessed with oatly ice cream like the oat mm. milk brand they make their own ice cream and it's divine it's the creamiest ice cream i've ever had i'm obsessed mm. with it nice well what is your captivation so it is a pair of shoes yet again. Um, these I actually own. Yes, you do. <laughs> but it's the Paley Heels um, by Dulce Vita. They are like these really popular chunky heels, like a ch- like a thick heel. But they, um, they're like a mule, so they have no back to them. And then they had the braided straps um, across the front of the shoe. They've been like everywhere, like on all my social media, like on Instagram, TikTok, Brooke, uh, Mickey Oshie, I got it and I have been obsessed with them. I have them like in the nude color and they just look so cute with jeans and yeah, I'm just going to wear them all summer. Um, I feel like they're going to look great with also with a fresh pedicure. I know. After you showed me the picture, I looked them up and I was like, oh, I want some. Mm-hmm. But they're a pretty penny. So mm-hmm. maybe not. But they had they a lot of they are, had a lot of color options, but I like the one that you got the yes. best. I think that one looks better yes. with like all kinds of things, but yes. super cute. It looks better also with the tan, um, which I don't have at the current moment. It's okay, just but it's, you know it's fine. I will tomorrow. You could be like me and you could be peeling down the whole side of your legs. So Oh, that sounds so much it's fun. Wonderful. Thank you. I love that. No thanks. I'm good actually. Um. <laughs> Alrighty. So before we get into the day's episode, I mentioned last week that I used a text script on the stalker, and I wanted to read it to you guys because this week we have Allie from um, Finding Mr. Height. She is a TikToker and a podcaster and like dating coach, and I. She got famous like on TikTok, and we will talk more about it in the actual inter- interview about how she made it, these awesome text scripts for when you don't know what to say a certain like reply, uh, and it's like a lot nicer than just ghosting somebody. And 
honestly, like when this stalker dude like asked me on a date, I had like literally no idea what to say back, truly. And I, I, without sounding like a bitch and just, you know, nothing that would lead to any questions. So when he asked me on a date, I actually went on her TikTok, looked up a certain text script for the situation and she provided one for it and she has so many different ones if you send up her newsletter you can get access to all of them it was really really helpful and I kind of reworded it to make it fit my scenario just a little bit better but I can read you guys actually what uh was said and I actually have her I'll, what I'll read is her original version um instead of my personal one just because it has like some like personal yeah, information yeah in yeah yeah but um, it's for when you already agreed to go on a date that you no longer want to go on. She says to say, hey, I've enjoyed chatting with you, but thinking about it some more, I've decided I'm not interested in pursuing this further. I'm sorry I didn't realize that before agreeing to our date. I don't want to waste your time by going on it, but I wish you all the best. I think that is super so to the point. Yeah. Super to the point, polite, nice, and it still also, like, like, kind. it takes accountability for you, like agreeing to go when you kind of probably deep down knew you didn't want to go, but you didn't know what to say in the moment. So it kind of exactly. like put places that not that necessarily that you're placing blame, but like puts it back on you. Like, I'm sorry that I didn't, you know, X, Y, and Z beforehand. Yeah. So, so they don't, so they don't feel like they did something. Bad yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I was really, I really appreciate that she had something like that. Cause I was truly, you sent me like a paragraph and I was like, this is just too long. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like we can wrap this up quicker. Yeah. So I, did, I, yeah. I immediately, we'd already interviewed her. And so I immediately like went to her page and was like, okay, I can know she probably has something. And I'm so glad that I was able to find yeah, that. Definitely. But before we get into today's episode, we're going to do a couple housekeeping things really quickly. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram. My Instagram is at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And you can also follow us our main Instagram, which is at the Gals Guy Pod over there. We like share so many reviews that you guys leave us. So if you are on listening to this on Apple Podcast, make sure you guys not only subscribe because you rock, but also give us a five-star review, write a little sentence or something. Let us know how you found us. We would love to hear from you guys. It really means a lot to us. And we also shared on our Instagram story. We also have a private Facebook group. It is facebook.com slash the gals guide. And the group is the gal scouts. Join that and join the fam, join the troop. It's really fun over there. And you guys can meet a bunch of collective group of girls that are super sweet and will give you advice on anything. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's interview. Hey there, gals. So we are zooming into the studio today with no other than a TikTok queen. You may know her from her text scripts and comforting dating advice that has gone viral on TikTok. She is a dating and relationship coach, as well as a co-host of the podcast, Finding Mr. Height. Everyone, please welcome Allie. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on our show. We found you on TikTok like a couple months ago and really like just loved your content so much and like your overall like vibe and like positivity that I think you have. And Loki, I feel like I've like definitely like copied and pasted some of your text scripts like into my notes app. <laughs> I'm like I love that. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna definitely save this um for like one of the men on my roster just to like send it to them and everything. So thank you so much for um definitely playing an active role in my dating life for sure. <laughs> You're very welcome. Um but before we get started and like kind of get into you and everything, I would love to know 
one thing that we ask all of our guests is what they are captivated by at the current moment. So whether that's a product, a show, movie, song, whatever it may be, something that's just really captivating them this week. And we'd love to know what yours might be. Oh man, I think that it is getting back to events. Yes. Um, (laughs) So I live in New York City. Just last night, there was a literal fireworks display because they lifted, yeah, it was really cool. They lifted like almost all of the COVID restrictions. Um, And I was at an NBA game last night and just being in a packed stadium. I'm an athlete. I play volleyball. Being in a packed stadium watching sports just is my happy place. And so so that I think that is captivating me this week. Trust me. I am right there with you. LA is opening back up and so excited. Just everything finally, you know, concerts starting again and things like that. Like I'm already like trying to like pack my summer with um, so many activities, like beach trips and everything like that. So yeah, I trust me. I cannot imagine what New York is like right now. I'm sure it's like a really exciting place to be at the moment. Yeah. It's always magical in my opinion, but yeah, especially now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so one quick thing that I wanted to point out before like we got like into like getting more about you and everything, because we definitely want to know like more about who all you are and your little bio. I know I've seen one of your TikToks that you've gotten banned from Tinder. And yeah. I have also been banned from Tinder. <laughs> and you at least know why you've been banned. I have no idea why I got banned, but because she has no idea. Can you explain a little bit like what happened with you and your situation? Yeah. So Tinder is notorious, by the way, for banning people because basically I'm pretty sure that their banning just works based on how many reports you've gotten. And so like there are a lot of dating apps that Tinder included that don't like look into those at all. So Mm -hmm. if someone's just mad that you didn't respond, for example, they could report you and you eventually get banned. That's definitely probably what's happened with me. Love that. That's cool. (laughs) Because I just, I'd never, I never, I don't have any of my notifications on my phone on. And so I would only reply to people's messages if I'm actively on the app. Like I'm usually giving people my phone number. Like if you really want to talk to me or I really like you, I will give you my phone number very soon on because I'm just never going to get on this app because I just don't like notifications. Yeah. And I'm sure that's definitely happened that someone reported me like multiple times and I was like, cool, just never. It's not like I was really going to meet anybody valuable um, yeah. on that app anyways. I much prefer other ones. Uh, and I know a lot of people who are on dating apps definitely prefer like Hinge and Bumble and things like that. So yeah, I have no love loss for Tinder, but the way that it happened yeah. for me, mine was totally fair. I should have been banned. So <laughs> I, and I knew that it would happen when I did this. So I, like I said, I'm an athlete. I play in a volleyball team and Pre-COVID, hopefully eventually again someday, we ran a fundraiser every year that was a beer Olympics. And it was this massive event. We had like 25 teams of five all in this bar doing all these like fun drinking game events, raising money for us to travel. And we wanted more teams one year. And so we decided to use Tinder as a recruiting vehicle. Oh, <laughs> smart. And so, yeah, yeah it's genius. <laughs> And honestly, we were offering great a great value proposition because we were messaging people to come to this event where they could then meet other single people. And we actually had a couple people make little love connections through our recruiting. So jokes Aww. on Tinder, I'd say. Yeah, jokes on Tinder. Because like, it's not like you were out here like, you know, because I know some people who've gotten banned because like, they sent like their Venmo 
to like people and like that's i understand that but like it's not like you were not trying to make love happen you were doing you were going above and beyond and probably tinder was just jealous that they didn't make it first honestly i agree i agree (laughs) well because like bumble like does meetups and everything now and it's just Mm -hmm. like tinder like where are you at like why are you not getting on this um, but well, doesn't Bumble have all the different ones for like friends and like yeah, careers biz, and uh-huh. yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, Tinder, like no one wants you anymore. Bye. They know their <laughs> place in the dating game. And I think they're just choosing to stay there as like the hookup. Yeah. App. They're staying in their lane, which I, yeah. I'm fine with. Yeah. But we want to know like a little bit more about you just for people who are not aware of you and haven't seen your fabulous face on their for you page. Um, you kind of went viral, in my opinion. You can totally tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like you went viral because of your like text scripts, like that were on TikTok. At least that's how like I, I feel like most people knew you by. And I would just love to know like a little bit about your background for those of you that like do not know who she is and what actually got you into not only being a dating coach, but got you to creating like your own podcast and getting on TikTok and doing this sort of thing. Yeah. So I started talking about my dating life on the internet. Um, six or seven years ago. At the time, it was an actual blog called Finding Mr. Height, but it was totally anonymous. Just my friends knew about it. Um, And then it kind of went dormant for a while. And at the beginning of 2020, I thought, you know what? This is before the pandemic. I was like, I'm going to make this my year of vulnerability. I want to meet a partner and I'm going to bring everybody on my Instagram along for the journey. At the time, it was like a few hundred people. And I just started posting about my dates. And then I got into a relationship that I'm no longer in. And um, I started to think, how can I pivot this? Because I feel like I, something I really enjoy doing. And I was giving a lot of advice in addition to talking about my dating life. And so I thought like, how can I make this into something that isn't contingent on me being single? Mm-hmm. How can I make this into something that I can continue to add value mm-hmm. and right. do this thing that I've really started to love while being in a relationship? And that's when I started to think about what is the current iteration of Finding Mr. Height. Subsequently, my boyfriend and I, ex-boyfriend and I broke up. Um, and I got on TikTok at a friend's suggestion. Um, and here we are. So you're right that yeah. the, the tech scripts thing. So the first videos that I went viral for were like stories. I used to tell, like I told my worst first date story. And okay. there were like a few like stitch this type videos. Mm-hmm. But the things that got me the followers that I have now were my tech scripts, which for people who haven't seen them, I have a lot of different scenarios that I've, you know, sort of identified as potentially anxiety inducing scenarios. Like you get ghosted, you get stood up. um, You don't want to see someone again, but you don't want to ghost them. All those sorts of scenarios that might be really hard to communicate in. And I write scripts that are really more like frameworks because you should edit them for your own voice to make it a little less scary for people to communicate. Yeah, because, like, when I saw them, the reason I, like, liked it so much and I thought it was, like, brilliant is because it's something that a lot of, especially women, do. Like, we'll, like, take a screenshot of, like, the text and, like, send it to the group chat. It's like, Uh what do I say back? And, like, your friends are not usually the best person to give you advice in those scenarios. You're definitely not. Um, (laughs) Because she's just like, um... I don't know. Like I am too much of a nine to give advice, honestly. <laughs> like, but I always, I having you, someone like you, like who is a third party, and it's just like this is like a really generic thing that I think you can probably just take and like apply to your own life and any sort of way helps a lot because it takes so much pressure off of what you're gonna say and like I know with if it was you in a scenario, like you would worry so much about hurting that person, even mm-hmm. though like 
you're like, I don't like you, but I also don't want to hurt you. And it's just like tiptoeing around everything like that. Yeah. Whereas like with your, your, your text scripts are straight to the point. It's like, here it is. And it's not mean. It's not like aggressive or anything like that. It's just like, just straight up kindness that if I was to write it myself, I feel like I would come off like as such a bitch. Like that's just how I am via text. Like everybody thinks I'm so mean. And I'm like, just cause I don't use emojis and exclamation points. <laughs> but I know I, I really liked it. I just think it was so helpful to a lot of people. And it's something that I would have never thought about posting on TikTok. That's the, that's the amazing thing about it. And I think I've seen so many other people also posting them. What made you kind of get into doing that? I, so I started with, I have, I previously before TikTok, like I've had this for years, I've had certain texts in my notes app. And the main one that I've used over and over again for years and years is my no ghosting one when you're not into someone and don't want to go out with them again. And that I think is one of the hardest texts to send because to your point, you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, but something that Rourke, who's my podcast co-host and I say all the time is clarity is kind. And mm, I like that. unkind is leaving somebody in the dark and ghosting them or the slow fade, which is like, I think even worse than ghosting, honestly, yeah, because 100%. I just yeah. got slow faded by somebody. Um, so I completely understand. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just so, it's just like, cause when you're in the opposite shoes of it, like you're the person that's being slow faded. It's just like, just tell me straight up, like if you are into me or not, but when you're in the other shoes, it's like. I don't know what to say when you know, like the other person probably just wants to be like you to be honest, be like, I just don't see this going anywhere. And it's exactly. like, exactly, it's fine. Like then I can move on. I can continue my quest like for totally. somebody else. It's just, so, I know. So, so I have these things written in my notes app, a few ones that I've used and I got a comment on a video and I, I should go back and find it at some point that somebody asked that question. You know, I, I don't want to go out with this guy again but I don't want to ghost him, but I don't know what to say. And I responded and just showed, and I have since redone this video because it wasn't branded as a text script at the time. Cause I didn't mm. know that was going to be my thing. But, um, I basically just showed the screenshot of my notes app and said, this is what I say. And I read it and people really liked it. So then I started writing more. I already had a breadcrumbing one that I had used myself. Um, and all of these scripts, by the way, I have used myself before actually posting just to make sure that it, you know, was received the way that it was intended. <laughs> she's like, she's giving you blind advice. It's fine. I'm just gonna <laughs> leave you to test it out in the wild. <laughs> but I, I think it's so interesting. She, so a little bit about our show um, is Hannah is somebody who has been in a very long-term committed relationship. I'm the single one that's out there dating all these um, emotionally unavailable men, and <laughs> I have noticed. And I think you have too, especially with your in, in your last relationship, mm-hmm. that texting and social media in general have really made a significant shift in the dating world today. And I, I know that you talk a lot about direct communication, like within your coaching, within mm-hmm. your TikToks, your Instagram, your podcast. Do you, how much do you think that texting and social media has negatively affected all of that? Well, I think there's negatives and positives to it. And I think people don't talk about the positives enough. But to talk about the negatives first for a second, I do think that texting versus phone calls or versus in real life conversations have enabled us to hide a little bit more in our communication. Or like, you can't go someone in real life. It would be very weird if I asked you a question and you just walked away. (laughs) Right? 
<laughs> no, absolutely. Or like we're on the phone and you hang up on me. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that texting has enabled us a little bit to, you know, hide behind that and not yeah. communicate directly because mm-hmm. right. there's the, oh, I didn't see it or, oh, I forgot to reply yeah. or, you know, there's like, so many you're able excuses. To, you're able to like pick and choose what you're actually going to respond to and you have time to think about how you're going to respond oh, absolutely. what you're going to say or if you're just going to pretend like you didn't see it. Especially right. if you're in a fight. Yeah. Oh my God. Text oh, fights. Fight. No, yeah, I know. God, it's the worst thing in the entire world. I've done it so many times. Oh my, my God. Ex. It was terrible. Don't do it. So, and that's the other piece of it, right? Is that in addition to it not facilitating direct communication, but it also, you don't get to see that person's reactions. You don't get to hear tone, especially early on when you don't know someone that well and you're just seeing these words on a screen. Like, like you said, if you, if the person's not using emojis, exclamation points, you know, you might think they're mad at you, even if that's just the way they type. Trust me. I've definitely learned, especially in this friendship, voice memos, (laughs) voice texts are the preferred thing that I do when I have something to tell her because otherwise she thinks I'm mad at her. And I'm like, like, why is she being like this? I'm like, literally (laughs) not like me. Like I just, I'm I'm just using Siri to text. Like I probably should just send a voice text and it would save so much trauma and just, you know, (laughs) would save the arguments. And it's just like, no, dude, like I was just, I was just saying I didn't care. I didn't mean it any other way, but I, I would love to hear like what you think the positives are about it though. So I think it has enabled us to communicate more and I really like that aspect of it. So I think that especially for those of us who like more frequent communication with our partners, which I do, it enables us to be in touch with somebody without needing to physically be in touch with them for a long period of time. So, yeah. you know, let's say you're in a long distance relationship or let's say you're my, one of my recent relationships, he was a resident and like medical resident. So his hours were crazy and he couldn't be on the phone. He couldn't see me in person at weird times. So texting was the way that we sustained ourselves during that time. And I can't imagine what it would have been like without it. Trust me. Yeah, yeah I, I, I relate. I've dated a med student. I understand that full heartedly. My, my boyfriend works swing shift, so I definitely relate. Yeah. And you and your boyfriend have done something interesting. You guys use, y'all don't use the iMessage app. You use a between app, which I feel like has mm-hmm. helped you guys because it like has like, it's like relationship texting. It's like a rela- yeah, it's like almost like a relationship app where you can like link your calendar and like text on it and share photos and like things like that. It's um, like easier for you to schedule dates and really, stuff. Really? It's because he has an Android. <laughs> I don't want green text. Nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it was his idea. I can't. I I don't know if I would have gone to the the links of having a separate app to text him on. But you know, when you love someone, you just you compromise, and uh, we've compromised on an app. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's better than Snapchat. That's what I, the med student that I dated. He loved oh, no. doing Snapchat. No. I should have known. I he was twenty three at the time. I should have known better. Um. But it, it, that's neither here nor there. I have learned that if a boy tries to add me on Snapchat from in the future, um, red flag, I'm not dating that person. <laughs> just, yeah, I don't even have Snapchat. So I, I, I honestly just delete the whole thing. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know there's a lot of people, especially I think with the pandemic and everything, people have, you know, become very comfortable with dating online or, you know, not going out on like in-person dates. They've been trying to like, get better at um, – texting and communicating online and you know being this like this space and and this distance 
do you think it's helped people become better with direct communication or do you think it's like hindered it more? Because for me, like I would much, I'm more direct in person. I think I'm a much better communicator when I'm in person with somebody or at least over FaceTime mm-hmm. with text message. I just don't think that I am as great. Like you just don't see someone's personality. I think as as best over Texas. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the big downfalls of it is that you don't get the tone, you don't get the personality as much. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why when I talk to people about dating app conversations that I talk a lot about how to you know, inject your personality into a conversation where it could easily be really dry. Yeah. And I think that's, and that's another thing too, especially I love, I love the idea of Bumble. I love it so much. I also hate it at the same time because I, I never want to start every conversation the same. And I think that's why a lot of women also are afraid of the app too, because they're like, they don't want to just say, Hey, and I, cause I mean, I don't like it when I go on certain dating apps and that's all the person says is like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? And you had the same conversation back and forth. Like I'm not doing mm-hmm. anything like, and like, what are your favorite ways, I guess, like on dating apps, like kind of like to get the conversation going and like start like these exciting, engaging conversations to get off of the apps and into like phone calls or actual dates with people. Yeah. So I actually have an opener template that I use. Um, that if you go to my Instagram, I have a story highlight called app openers and you can hear all about my template. Um, and I walk through it there, but basically what it is, is it starts with a hook. And so to every single person, I'll say, Hey, so-and-so big question for you, dot, dot, dot. And that does a couple of things. One, it piques their interest. My reply rate before and after I started doing this is off the charts. I can't even tell you. (laughs) That's awesome. And my followers and clients and whatnot have said the same thing, that they get such a high reply rate. The second thing though that it does for you is that, so then you're not going to ask anybody a question or continue the conversation unless they respond. Valid. That's a good point. So, and you're not putting really any effort into it at that point, right? Because you're just copy pasting that sentence. So then once they respond, then I'll take a look at their profile. I'll see if there's anything that jumps out at me. You know, if there's something that they write that I'm super into then I might ask a question about that. If not, I have three or four go-to questions that I, they're open-ended questions that I ask everybody if they don't have something that immediately speaks to me. And that way, because it's an open-ended question, the answers are all going to be different. So even though you're starting a conversation with the same question, it's not going to go to the same place. That's a really valid point. I don't think a lot of people, and I don't mean to sound this like, and that like, like a patronizing way to like any of the listeners. I don't think a lot of people understand like what like an open-ended question is sometimes because I mean, there's times where I, I, for a long time, I really didn't know. And I was like, no, like I'm giving people like, it sounds like it's open-ended. Like, you know, like, like I'm, I can't even think of anything right now, <laughs> but there's just so many times where it's so easy to just like give like a one word reply instead of, you know, hearing a story about somebody and, there was actually something that I did. I low-key like wanted to like make it like a like a game, but it was a li- like a note list I made in my phone called um, 50 questions, 50 weird questions to get to know a person. And so I will randomly like ask like her or like Alexa or Google or whatever, like pick a number between one through 50. And they're the most like random questions like that would just get like any conversation started. I think like the most popular one I've used is if 
you were committing a crime, what song would you want as your background music and what is the crime? And the like a lot of like stuff like that or like, you know, yeah. Um like tell me about like a time that you were like you really like um embarrassed yourself. Something like, you know, just gets like the conversation started and it's really like lightweight in that way, I think has been like really exciting and helpful because I I like Hinge. It's my fa- that's the reason it's my favorite dating app is because you have the questions that you can re- respond to on people's profiles mm-hmm. instead of just having photos or just reading the little bio. I think it's a lot more engaging in the content. What have your favorite dating apps been f- for that kind of thing? Is Hinge like your number one probably? Bumble by Bumble, far. Bumble, really? Okay. Yeah. So Bumble does have prompts now. They copied Hinge. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. No app can come up with their own thing. Like they yeah. just will take. It's fine. So, and they're not as good as Hinge's probably because there's copyright about the ones that Hinge has. Mm-hmm. But, um, but Bumble has them now. But I like starting conversations. Um, and I also just, I have way more success on Bumble. Um, I actually think it's, it's an interracial dating thing. Um, there's okay. been like a lot of, I've done a lot of research about other people's experiences with this. And generally people who date more interracially have more success on Bumble than on Hinge. Interesting. Interesting. Can you actually go more into that? Cause I would personally, I, I, a lot of my boyfriends have been interracial. Like I've been in a lot of interracial relationships. So I would love to know like more about like what you found like on that. Yeah. So the biggest difference between the two is that Hinge allows you to, to filter on ethnicity for free. Okay. And yes. Bumble doesn't even have that as an option. Yeah. So that, and Hinge says that they are doing that to protect communities of color from discrimination in terms of like, they can filter to only their community if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, the research that I've done has shown that those communities don't want that. Um, but that's that's the main hypothesis that people have for why is because on Hinge, I could be seeing people that will never see me mm-hmm. because they've filtered to only an ethnicity that they're looking for. And I'm not gotcha. in that. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't I, even know that was a thing. I, cause I, cause I honestly, I had never looked into that area because like there was no reason for me ever to, because I'm, I'm not racist or anything. But like, yeah, just minor um, details. Just minor things. Like I would have never thought to like look into that. So I had no idea that they, um, they, they did that. That's really, honestly, that's helpful. I'm sure for a lot of people to know about that. Um, yeah. And, and like, and as context for listeners who are listening to this as audio, I am mixed race. I'm half white, a quarter black, and a quarter Mexican. Yeah. Um, so that that's my frame of reference as I yeah. approach these dating apps. Yeah, well, that's really interesting though. Um, and I'm sure I would. De- I'm definitely gonna pass that on to like a lot of my friends because I'm sure a lot of them don't know that either. Because I, I mean, just it's an area where like when I'm on there, I'm only looking at like like my bio stuff. I've never, I think the only preference I've looked at is distance because yeah. I'm not, I really don't want to even go 10 miles like out of like my area. Like it's just, it's, there's no point. <laughs> it's especially hard when you're in an urban area, like living in Brooklyn where I do, if I want the top of Manhattan, like if I want to include guys that are on the Upper East Side, that's about 11 miles from me. But that also includes parts of Jersey that take over an hour to get to. That's right. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, can we just go like 10 miles, like to the left? And <laughs> right. Like, of can like, I like draw? Can I draw my little circle? Like, <laughs> it's just where I want this area. <laughs> it would just be more helpful. I do know. I don't know if it, I, I, I saw a TikTok. This is the only reason I know this is that it may, it may, it might be Bumble that you can preface what Zodiac signs you want to match with. 
And I, I saw, I think I saw one guy, he was a Scorpio and he was like, I feel Uh-oh. personally attacked by Bumble. You guys have ruined all my relationships. No one wants to match with me. And I'm like, as someone who's dated a Scorpio, it's, they're valid. I'm sorry. Like, I don't blame them. <laughs> it's so funny. I know absolutely nothing about astrology. I did like an IG live with uh, a friend of mine, Nora, who like did a reading for me. And then we did a live together. That's the extent of my knowledge. But I do know that more visibility to astrology has ruined life for Scorpios. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Especially on TikTok. Everyone is out for Scorpios on TikTok. Yeah. I mean, Gemini's. I love Gemini's. I, I love Gemini. I'm a Leo. So like I, 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 and I, I just love all my air signs except for Aquarius. And I will, I'm, that's the one Zodiac sign that I have blocked on Bumble is I do not want to see any Aquarius people. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> I had well, a had Aquarius cause me trauma. Do not want to go down that rabbit hole again. <laughs> Y'all should watch the IG live that I did with Nora. Yes. Oh, definitely. I am, I am not going to attempt to on, to like be the expert here, but she feels really strongly that moon sign is more important than sun sign in dating. I've heard that. I've heard that so much. And you have the worst moon sign. I have the worst. <laughs> She's, a sign? Sign? She's a Scorpio. Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> That's so okay. <laughs> it's fine. You have a relationship. You're good. I'm you don't really need it. emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of want to tie back to what we were talking about earlier with the ghosting. We did like a whole episode called Ghosting Stories where we mm-hmm. talked about um, just different trends that were ghosting, haunting, zombieing. Zombies, like, yeah. Orbiting. All, what is what? that one? Orbiting is where they're like hovering around you, like in your vicinity. Oh my, maybe you were just orbited. <laughs> was I just orbited? <laughs> oh my God. Like I was just trying to explain it all to her. She's like, why is this sound like it's a house of like horrors? I'm like, yeah, because it's, it's monsters of men. Like that's literally what it has turned into in the dating world. <laughs> but you created a ghosting flow chart and I've seen it on your TikTok. Can you go a little bit in depth with that for people who have not seen or heard of it? Because I think it's become a lot more common, like we were talking about, like with dating apps and everything, because people are like, I don't know what to say. And it's just like not really ghosting. You're just not interested in that person. You just don't know how to let them down kind of thing. Do you classify that as ghosting? So I have a few criteria to be able to say you've been ghosted. One is that you have either been on a date and dates can be virtual. Uh You've either been on a date or have a date scheduled. And by scheduled, I mean like we're going out on Friday at 7 p.m., uh, gotcha. Not like a, hey, we should hang sometime. That doesn't count. That's not, a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I say your- that with people I used to like be in like, classes with and like, we should get coffee sometime. Yeah. Right. No, you didn't ghost that person. Don't worry. Yeah. So, so that's the first criteria is okay. that has to have happened. Um, so that already precludes the scenario that you just mentioned where you're talking to somebody on a dating app and maybe you're not interested anymore, but you don't have a date scheduled yet. It's kind of rude, but it's not ghosting. Okay. So the second thing, and I think this is the part that trips people up more. It's not ghosting if you have not reached out to them. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Because what if you ghosted them? That's exactly. a very good point. It's the thing of it takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. Well, well, John Mayer, it's a character we have on this podcast, not actually John Mayer. Okay. Uh- <laughs> Which I fully don't know if I support actual John Mayer at this point. Um but we give every guy a date a different nickname. This dude thinks he's John Mayer, so we call him John Mayer. Uh-huh. John Mayer did ghost me then because I asked him to I asked him on a date. You reached out like three times. And then he never he just stopped yeah. replying to that point. He kept rescheduling the date. 
And then, and when I asked him, I was like, Hey, like, do you want to get dinner tomorrow night? Um, like we talked about, and then he just never replied. And then he moved to Brooklyn. So, you know, he's up there with you now. (laughs) Perfect. But yes, that is ghosting because you reached out to him. So a lot of people, and this also ties into another viral video that I had that people got, had feelings about, which was that after I have a good date, if I don't hear from them, I'll reach out. Mm -hmm. And if I want to see them again, not if I don't. Yeah. And a lot of people respond to that with like, oh, if they wanted to, they would. Like, if they're interested, they'll respond. They'll reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Like, what if they're saying that about you? That's what we always say. Yeah, because like yeah. we we have had Case Kenny and Kirsty Taylor on the show, and we have like both asked them like, okay, we are hearing if they wanted to, they would. What are your thoughts on that? And because no. we don't th- like it's you could literally be thinking this. They could be thinking the same thing about you. That's the thing. Like you don't yeah. know. Like you want to, and you're not. So what, what excludes them from having the same thought process in a way? And it's like, I would much rather reach out and no answer, be an answer for me and be able to move on from it. Instead of sitting there wondering like, what if, and everything and waiting around, like, I just rather take it into my own hands and just get to the bottom of it. Instead of just like, being a damsel in distress and like Rapunzel sitting in my castle and everything. Like I just, exactly. I'm just, I've like, talked about that, that both of us hate that phrase. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. She, like, she like went on a whole tangent about it and I loved it. But yeah, like, it's just, I, I think there's been so many, especially TikToks, um, uh, with date advice that has that in there. And I, and I know some people, I think people who are on the much healthier side of the dating, like you, Kirsty, um, a lot of people who are so against that. And I think it's just healthier because when you just are in that mindset, it just is so quick to go to a more negative space instead of being yeah. more positive. It's like, why would you like, just think of like the more positive aspect too, instead of just completely going to, well, if he wanted to, he would like basically putting your future into somebody else's hands instead of taking I, it into your own. I totally agree. And I do think there are places where that makes sense like yeah. not just for he but like if they wanted to like if you wanted yeah. to they would right like if someone wants to make time for you they will yes if you know if somebody wants to date you they will if somebody like, wants to be in a committed relationship with you they, they will. will they will yeah. right exactly so yes there are these things but those are also true for you and like we can't expect somebody to go all the way out on a limb for us when we're sitting on the ground. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, and you also just can't expect somebody to read your mind and know that that's what you want. Like if you have never expressed that you want to commit a relationship with somebody, how are they supposed to know that that's what you want? Like you could be on completely op- not even this not even different chapters, just completely opposite novels and have yeah. no idea. And until you have that communication, which goes back to like you encouraging that direct communication. I don't think that there's going to be any progress in that relationship. And I think that's how some people I get, I think get stuck like in those situationships. I totally agree. And I think that this goes back to a lot of stuff I talked about too, about your needs and your boundaries and communicating both of those things, because Absolutely. you can't expect somebody to know what you need. You can't expect somebody to know what your boundaries are besides some like pretty obvious things. Unless you tell them. People aren't mind readers and everybody has different needs and boundaries to an extent. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I used to be somebody, you have always been great with boundaries. 
everything. And I, 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 I will text her whenever I establish a boundary with somebody. I will text her and be like, I established a boundary because I used to. And I told, I told Christy when we had her on, I was like, I was like, I used to be so bad at setting boundaries because I always thought, well, like if I set a boundary, that means that person's going to think I like don't like them or I'm mad at them. But really it's reframing the mindset to think that boundaries are protecting you in a way yeah. and not meant to hurt anybody else. And I think a lot of listeners, I like to just frequently mention that because I think a lot of listeners need to be reminded of that more often. And I think the more we have that conversation, the better people will get and more comfortable people will get with them because I think the more the more you set them the more comfortable I have been with them at mm-hmm. least absolutely and I also think that a boundary doesn't just protect you but it protects the other person because you're yeah. helping them understand how to interact with you yeah. yeah yeah do you have tech scripts like on your TikTok for boundary setting or is it no I have a few yeah oh. so I a lot of I have a very long list of scripts I want to write um and a lot of them are boundary related, but I do have a few. For example, I have one for when someone starts using pet names too early. Like mm, if somebody oh, on an app is like, you know, hey baby, hey sweetie, that kind of thing. Like we've been talking for two days. Thank you. But no, that's interesting. <laughs> I would have never thought about something like that. Like I, maybe because I haven't been in that situation before. Um, <laughs> because I established very early on that I don't like nicknames. But uh, that's, that's interesting though. I would have never thought like that would be something that um, would require somebody like probably to set a boundary with it. Yeah. And I think, and I, so I, and I also have one, if somebody proposes a date that you're not comfortable with, so let's say that they want you to come over or, mm-hmm. and even if they don't have, you know, nefarious intent behind it, even if they're legitimately saying, you know, Hey, I want to cook you dinner or something, but you're not comfortable with it. And you want to set that boundary. I have a script for that. Yeah, um, I love that. And I think a lot of this can apply outside of dating too. And I I think a lot of us, especially women, struggle with it. I, I do. Even in my coaching business, I struggle with boundary setting. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, if there's, like, just, like, you. It's even as simple as, like, responding to, like, somebody reaching out to you. Like, I've had to set boundaries with myself, like, because I use my my personal phone as my work phone. Mm-hmm. Just, like, not responding until work hours the next day. And, like, they can they can wait. Like, there are no emergencies right now. <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. that's been really hard is even just setting like a boundary within like my own work life. Well, like I've had to set boundaries like with my boss because my boss got TikTok and she wanted to follow my TikTok. And I was like, nope. I was like, nope, we're we're not doing that. Nope. I and like I don't have my boss like on any social media. And she's like always like, I want to like add you like on Instagram. I'm like, no. Yeah, no, that's no, an no. important boundary. Yeah. I'm like, no, I that boundary. I, I want that boundary because I want to be able to like not I, I don't know I just like I don't want my boss to know everything about my life um like I've asked her not to listen to the podcast because I'm like we talk about like my dating life on here I you really don't need to know like the kind of dates that I'm going on and stuff like that like I will I'd like to share that with you when I choose to mm-hmm. um and <laughs> I like you've done the same like I feel like it's just I think that there's so many different boundaries that you've created and you've um, mentioned like on your TikToks that a lot of people can apply outside of dating. I think it's super helpful because like roommates, family, there's so, even like technology, I think there's so many different boundaries people can be setting. People ask me a lot. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say people ask me a lot for friendship and family related scripts. Oh, and yeah. it is on my radar. I, I like have it. This is my sort of side hustle. So I, there's only so many, so much time in the day. Yeah, we um, understand. <laughs> yeah, I know you guys get it. But um, but that is really high on my radar. Is wanting to, and a lot of the scripts are they're not the same, but they're similar. Mm-hmm. 
And you, yeah. you just wouldn't think that they would be because like, yeah. you're, like when you see it, you're probably thinking of oh, only like, like, you know, a dating scenario, but like, if you just like word it probably differently a little bit, you can apply with your mom, you can apply with your parent, yeah. your sibling, whatever it may be, um, a roommate. Cause trust me, that was one thing that I needed in college was a, um, some roommate scripts. Yes. <laughs> like, you have the dishes again. <laughs> instead of the passive aggressive post-it notes on the refrigerator. <laughs> I will say I never yeah. did that. <laughs> I just did yeah. the dishes. I just did the dishes for them. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, all of that, all of that is super hard. And, you know, I've even found that with growing on Instagram and TikTok the way they have with with the way I have with messages from followers, which I absolutely Mm. love. I absolutely love my followers and all of their DMs and whatnot, but I had to start setting boundaries in terms of, you know, giving advice in DMs, for example. I I don't do that. I I spend my entire day doing that and I can't do that. And I was really nervous to start setting that boundary. Every single person understands. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, also, this is your side hustle. Like, this, you, this is like also like a job for you too. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's like if you gave up free advice to everybody, you would not be able to make money <laughs> either. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I think a lot of people. Um, and people really, re- people respect that too, that like you're, that you're building like a business. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I respect someone who's going out on a limb and like building a business for themselves. I'm like, I want to support that. Like, I want to support you in your endeavor. Like I don't expect free things from people who are knowledgeable and have all of these cool things. So yeah. And really I think cool. most people have that mindset, but you know, mm-hmm. just doing that and setting that boundary yeah. the yeah, first time. And honestly, every time I send the message, because it's like a copy paste thing now that I do, um, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, before like we kind of like wrap up with this, there was like one thing I really wanted to ask you because you've talked about a lot like on your Instagram and on your TikTok I've seen, which is you're going through the process of freezing your eggs. Yeah. And I am personally so curious as what that has been like because it's something that I have thought about myself and I'm sure there's a ton of listeners because our listeners are like in their 20s and 30s that mm-hmm. are probably interested in that. And I would love to know like, what has that been like for you? Yeah. So I, it, it feels like a lifetime ago now that my retrieval was, but it was only about a month ago, um, maybe a little bit more than that. But I really, really like the, not the actual like shooting yourself with a needle type of thing, but I really <laughs> appreciated how empowered I felt during the process in terms of taking control of my own fertility. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, so if anybody wants to hear like the nitty gritty detail, I have a story highlight on my Instagram mm-hmm. um, of egg freezing. And I also did two different IG lives, one of which was me doing my shots live on camera. Wow. Which was interesting. wow. And we will leave a link to um, yes. her Instagram and her TikTok and everything in the show notes for um, you guys. But, but yeah, so I, I documented the whole thing, but something that I just really felt throughout it was how much, how in control I felt of this thing that is super uncontrollable. Oh yeah. Cause it's the one thing that I am like approaching, like I'm only approaching 28, but like, it's still like that, you know, and I haven't been in a serious in a long enough relationship to think like, oh, this is somebody like I want to have kids with. Like I've never mm-hmm. been like driven to have children but I know that like I'm always said like well maybe the, what the right person like the right person comes along that somebody would want to and I've always said like well if I don't have a child by the time like I'm 40 or something I would probably find a sperm donor and like just have a child of my own because it's something that I think I would really um be good at and enjoy but you know I think a lot of women you know they get 
they feel that pressure as they, especially when they get past 30, I think a lot of them start to feel that pressure. And it's like, okay, I'm single in my mid thirties. There's no man in sight. There's no, like, there's nothing in sight. Like, what do I do? And it can be really daunting. And I know it's not something that's probably accessible, like for a lot of people, but it's something that I'm sure, like you said, like it, it feels like you finally have control over something in your life because especially with your body, you, a lot of us don't have control (laughs) about a lot of things that happen to our body. And we've just finally taking control back in a way must feel so like a, just a, a big breath of relief in a way. It really does. I wish it were more accessible. I wish insurance covered it largely. Most, some companies elect to, but most do not. Um, and mine didn't, but I think that, so I'm 34 and so like you said, mid thirties, no man in sight, but I also don't even know if I want kids. Mm-hmm. I, I truly don't. Even if I had a partner right now, I know that I'm not ready right now. Yeah. And so, and I also, though I'm thrilled that technology has gotten us to a place or science has gotten us to a place where women can have children or anybody can have children without a partner. I know that that won't be my path. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do is just give myself that optionality of, or hopefully, who knows? The thing is, is it's still so uncontrollable because although I have these frozen eggs and everything went perfectly and the eggs seem to be fine, I still don't know yeah. If, yeah. what might happen if I use them. Yeah. You still don't right. know if like, if they were like, I don't know what the terminology is, like they'll attach. Len. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know like what my, what's going on in my uterus. Like, I don't know if yeah. my partner might have issues. Like, yeah, you really don't. Yeah. You don't. So being able to just sort of control for this one aspect of it at least feels really good yeah and it's almost like a just a backup plan like just in case because like you mm-hmm. said like I, same thing like don't know yet if i because especially right now in my life i do not want to be a mother no way i'm still a child <laughs> like please no still um i am still a child like i'm my parents still pay i'm on their cell phone plan still like not an adult <laughs> <laughs> but I, at least like you had that as an option in case like the this person does come along and you, you know, it's like, well, I'm almost 40. Don't know if I still, you know, have eggs, but like you already have this backup plan just in case. And like you said, like I, you women's bodies just go through so much and you have very little control from the day you're born. Um, (laughs) I'm somebody, we're both very much planners. We love to plan to make plans. And so (laughs) Like we do that all the time. So for me, freezing my ex has been something that I have thought about and I've always been nervous. Like with are the shots painful? Like that's the real question. Like so actually I didn't find them that bad. And okay. I have a fairly low pain tolerance. Like I am not I don't like stuff that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have an issue with needles specifically. Needles don't right. bother me in specific, but pain mm-hmm. does. Yeah. And the needles are really thin. So that part wasn't the worst part for me. Okay. Because that Um, was the thing. I was like, I'm so glad I'm not like a diabetic or anything because like just having to like insulin shots and stuff like that, like, or even like having an allergic reaction with an EpiPen, like could not do it. I'd be terrified. Would just die. Um, you would so- not. You would, you would jam that thing in your leg and you would be just I like- had to do it my father one time and all was almost like, oh my God, I'm going to hurt him. Um, but he was dying. So it's fine. But like, I always worried. I'm like, if I do this, like, am I, would I be able to like actually like give myself a shot like you that? Would. Yeah. I think so. You so. would. 
that's comforting to know. I'm glad. I'm glad I asked you about that because that actually gives me a little bit of comfort to know that that is a possible option that I could do in the future. Yeah. The thing that I wasn't expecting as much was how out of commission I really felt. Really? Mm. Okay. Yeah. So like once you get like closer to the retrieval, you're just, you're really bloated. I mean, your ovaries are massive. Like you, you know, you have all these huge follicles um, Mm -hmm. that the hormones have been stimulating so that they can retrieve the eggs. Mm -hmm. Like I literally, and I, there's videos of me and pictures and stuff that I posted. Um, I felt like pregnant in a sense because of how like distended my stomach was. Mm -hmm. And that didn't go away until almost a week and a half after the retrieval. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Oh my God. I'm so glad I asked you all about this. And I'm sure there's a ton of people, especially if you guys want to hear like more about it and want to see like her personal um, take on it and like seeing her adventure shots to so go check out her Instagram. Like I said, we will leave a link in the show notes for you guys to go and check out. But before like we wrap all this up with you, the one thing we like to ask our guests at the end of every episode is like for a survival tip. So it's basically like one keynote that they want to leave the audience with. Kind of like you can either like entail to what we talked about, but what is like your ultimate survival tip, I guess, for dating, direct communication, like setting boundaries? I think if I could if I could just impart like one thing of what everybody like should know is that being needy is normal. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> like we all have needs, right? Like the word needy has a negative connotation because we gave it one, but it literally means having a need and we all have needs and should. So we need to stop beating ourselves up about that. Absolutely. Thank I think, I think I so that. many people get insecure. They get insecure. I mean, trust me, I get insecure about it a lot thinking that like, am I being like too needy? I had a guy one time call me needy and I was Ugh. like, what? The worst. I, I, I just feels like, like just so grimy and everything. It's just like, why do I feel like a bad person now when I shouldn't just because mm. you are being too lazy to meet the bare minimum? Cause that's the thing. Usually you're not being like overly needy. You're just asking for the bare minimum. And even if you're not, even if you have, even if some need is, is really high, Mm -hmm. that's totally fine. Oh yeah. It's also totally fine if that person is not able to meet your need. Absolutely. And they are not the right person for you. Yeah, absolutely. You're just asking the wrong person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Before we let you go, um, feel free. We want to give you this air, um, this time to plug yourself, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can get all of your information and see your lovely face. Yeah. So this was so fun. Thank you for having me. I am at finding Mr. Height on Instagram and on TikTok. technically also Twitter, but I don't really tweet. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> I only tweet if I want to use it as a screenshot for my Instagram. There you go. Valid. <laughs> so Valid. those are my social handles. Um, and you can find all my coaching options at findingmrheight.com. Oh, and my podcast, Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. Yes. And we will leave a link to all that in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on, Allie. Thank you guys. It was so fun. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguypod.com, and on our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us out, gals. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.